0: hello and welcome to our care team podcast change the way you think change your life based on romans 12 2. uh today is april 1st 2021 this is episode 29 we're talking about easter and the power of the resurrection and we are celebrating Callie's birthday
1: yeah all right i want to um i do want to introduce pam pam sewers she, she's on our team uh she is going to be standing in today because tom is not here uh, so Pam is our very special guest. She's a she's just a wonderful uh, member of the team, and we are so glad to have her here today. So uh, Pam, do you want to tell us about what you do?
2: Well, I am the administrative assistant for the facilities team here, mm-hmm. and it's just an honor to be here on staff. I've been here for eight, almost eight years. Yeah. And um, I just like to pitch in whenever I can help and help coordinate um Rooms and just all facilities.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, and what she's not saying is that they are working tirelessly, around the clock to get us ready for spring and summer, and and so that her her and her team they just do a really wonderful job. So if you see Pam around, give her a pat on the back, high five. Uh, you know we're just we're just so grateful for what she does. But so as we lean into our, our soft start for today, uh, I have a ridiculous amount of and fill in the blank. So uh, so we're gonna go around the table and we're gonna see what everybody has a ridiculous amount of so callie i'm gonna pick on you for a second
3: okay the main thing that i thought about when this question was presented was just the amount of college debt that i have because i am (laughs) almost 23 and i it's accumulated very quickly and i'm not done so not fun
1: all right lori
3: well
0: mine is not quite that serious or traumatic um, the thing I have a ridiculous amount of is I have a giant drawer full of tank tops. I have tank tops in every color. I wear one under my outfit every single day. I don't know why, but I, I can't. Even on the days I try to get dressed without one, I have to go back and put one on. So I have a ridiculous okay. amount of tank
2: tops.
1: All right. Pam.
2: I have a ridiculous amount of planners slash um, journals. Um I love to draw. I love to write. I love to plan. I love to look forward to things and um, just have that all written down that gives me just um, uh, something to look forward to or something to refer to on um, just what God wants me to do with my life.
1: Nice. And then for me, uh, you know, I, I, I have a ridiculous amount of books. Um, I think I have 4,600 eBooks. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, that, that that's in one location. I have uh, another couple hundred in another location, another couple hundred ebooks in another location, and probably another 600 hard books. So, whatever that math ends up being, somewhere between probably 6,000, 6,500 books. So, uh, I, I haven't read them all, uh, but I, 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 I read through some of them all. Some of them I just kind of reuse for reference. But yeah, a ridiculous amount of books. So, uh, hmm. almost embarrassed now.
2: I'm, no feeling, I'm, 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 I'm feeling judgment I over think here. That's awesome. <laughs>
1: I'm just kidding just kidding well as we as we dive in today uh, this this weekend we are celebrating Easter and so we are celebrating the resurrection of Christ and the importance of that and that really is a a fundamental doctrine of our faith and so it's 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 so important that we get that correct that that Christ was crucified on the cross and that Christ did raise from the dead. And so the question we have for our listeners is, do we truly believe that? Do you truly believe that? And what does that mean for us? And so, you know, as we were uh, as we were prepping for this topic, uh, I, I just felt God really prompted my heart to to talk about First Corinthians 15 and it's specifically verses one through 19. And we're not going to read through all that; that would that would take a while. But you know, we look at the first couple of verses. Paul is speaking with this authority, and he, he reminds he's, he's reminding us of this authority. And so that's my question, is, and, and often in counseling, I'm, I'm asking folks, do you believe that the Bible is sufficient, meaning that we don't need other doctrines? Do you believe it's infallible? Do you believe it's inerrant? Do you believe it's accurate, reliable, true, the living Word of God? Do you believe it's authoritative, and and do you do you believe it's the the living Word of God? Do you you know do you believe, and the other thing too is which I, I, I'm I'm saddened that Tom's not here because he he reminds me all the time. We, we talk about this is that the Bible is either all or it's nothing. It's not all a cart. You can't pick and choose. And so uh, I just really like that idea of taking the Bible for everything, uh, for everything that's in there. Uh, we don't necessarily have to understand it because none of us understand it. We are finite human beings, but to believe it.
0: I always like when Tom says that too because you know sometimes if I'm struggling with something and. You know, and there's things in the Bible that I believe with without thought, and other things I struggle a little more with. But then remembering that it's either all true or it's all not is, you know, it's a good reminder.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, when I, when we look at uh, the, the 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 meat of this of this passage, you know, verses three through eleven, uh, right there in the middle, uh, Paul he, he points out some critical evidence, and and a a few things, you know, we can look at throughout scripture and we can see, you know, the evidence for the resurrection for the, uh, for, for Christ over, uh, for him defeating death. We see things like there was a death by crucifixion. There was a burial in a known tomb. There was an empty tomb. And then there was the appearance. Jesus appeared to so many people in the new Testament. I mean, over 500 people saw him after the, the, the crucifixion. And so just understanding that, that, uh, that there is, there is evidence. There is documentation. It is a true, reliable. Th- it really did happen. And uh, I remember uh, one of the things that uh, we study with our kids is catechisms, uh, like biblical catechisms and things like that. Like why we believe about the Bible and what we believe. And one of the things that we study is why we believe the Bible. And uh, there, there's a there's a two to three sentence that uh, that we memorize with them. But one of them is is that it's a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. And so there's not 500 books of the Bible, um, but the books that are in there about the resurrection, the gospels, they are true because they are written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. So to understand that, that's a very important thing. And then we see, you know, before the, the, the resurrection and after the resurrection, because of the power and because of the just the awe of that, we see this this transformation within the lives of the disciples, and 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 later they they end up dying very uh, very tough deaths, and so you just start seeing like this this difference in in their demeanor and and how they were transformed by the resurrection. And then the the last part, I, I do want to read these verses here. I often read uh, uh, verses twelve through nineteen when I'm at funerals, uh, often when I'm at graveside because when you're when you're putting someone into the grave you're putting them into um into the ground and, and that's the last time you see the casket it's just a it's just a good um reminder that the resurrection is possible and and the the logic behind believing in the resurrection because again the reason why we say about uh, the emphasis of the res- the resurrection and believing in it because there are some people who uh who identify themselves as christians but they say i just don't know if i can get my head wrapped around this resurrection thing Again, we don't have to understand it, but we but it is cr- critical that we believe it. And so, in First uh, Corinthians 15, verses 12 through 19, it says here: <clears throat> Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that He raised Christ, whom He did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have been perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are, (laughs) excuse me, we are of all people most to be pitied. And so it's just going, it's just reminding us that like, that if 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 we are if we don't accept this then then there's a significant problem. Then you know if 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 we don't believe that Christ was raised from the dead then then, then no one can be raised from the dead. And so it's just just understanding like the the effects of that and understanding you know from a, a logical perspective of why that's important. And you know a lot of times people will ask, you know, you know, why did why did Christ come? What was the purpose of Christ coming? You know, is is he just a buzzkill? And and which leads me to my next point is is that, no, I it's it's clearly in Scripture that Christ came because God loved us. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, going back to what you were saying about um, it, it's hard for us to understand and we can't wrap our head around it. It reminds me of one time a few years ago I was, I, I, I was struggling with some questions about faith and some different religions and I was in a conversation with my pastor at the time and um, someone had argued with me about something I believed and. Just kind of saying it didn't make sense, and he said to me, "He said, if you had a God that could fit inside your head, why would you want that? Yeah. Why do you want a God that can fit inside what you understand?" And I'll never forget him saying yeah. that. Yeah,
1: that, that that that's really powerful because I mean, again, mm-hmm. we are we are sinful, broken people, and you know, it our heart is deceitful above all things. So even what we think is right on our very best day, when we look at Isaiah, it's like no, our righteousness is like filthy rags. You know, to this idea of, of God is love, and I, I definitely want to talk about the God is justice part too, just like we're talking about now. But God is love, and so I know oftentimes, you know, people will will put things like John three sixteen, uh, or on their bumper stickers or on their coffee mugs or whatever. But I think it's important to put that into context uh, in looking at even verses seventeen and eighteen. And so when Jesus says uh, uh, in John three sixteen through eighteen, he says for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So that 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 that's good and, and we see that a lot of places but rarely do we see 17 and 18. And 17 says for God did not send the, his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. And then in 18 whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he is not believed in the name of this only son of God. And so just understanding that God is love, but there's also this importance of believing. And so again, we don't have it all. Uh, uh, we don't have it all together. Like I even think about like the the father who brings his his son to Jesus, and he's like, he's like, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. And and praise God by you know Hebrews twelve, we we talk about that a lot. Is that that Jesus is the perfecter of our faith. And so maybe maybe it's those times where we're like, hey, I don't really understand this. I don't. I don't. Not that I don't believe it, but I just don't, I don't, or, or maybe there is some unbelief. Uh, just say, look, God, you know, like I, I think about what that father says, you know, uh, to Jesus with the son. He's like, Jesus, I believe, but help my unbelief. And and that's where Christ steps in. Hebrews 12 is the perfecter of our faith. That's,
0: so. that's one of my favorite scriptures. Help me with my unbelief. Oh yeah. Because, you know, sometimes I'm struggling and you have those doubts and then mm-hmm. it's, it's a reminder that
3: I'm not the only person who has doubts. The only person that struggles.
0: When yeah. You
1: know. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And I think with the story of Jesus in general, there's just so much depth to it. We're never going to be able to fully understand all that, you know, God did when he had to send his son down and all that Jesus had to endure when he died on the cross, all of the sin that he felt and just the weight of the world and being able to take that. I think when we get used to hearing the story over and over of the resurrection, it's like, oh, it's like Resurrection Sunday. Like, we're happy today. Like... This is awesome, but it's like then you think about how much darkness and like how much pain was inflicted upon Jesus right before the resurrection mm-hmm. and just even further how much he has set us free from the things that have, that we've been slaves to for so long. And I think that's just we're never going to be able to fully understand that. Like, yes, we are set free, and that is just something we should praise God for all of the time and sometimes it feels like we're not set free from all the things that we struggle with, but mm-hmm. just knowing that God has conquered all of those things. And while we still have to live through them, like we can still live in victory from those things.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, and to the point that, um, that Lori made just saying to go that, you know, one of the, one of the attributes of God is that he is just, and he's mm-hmm. a just God. And so, you know, I, I was told a long time ago that it's important to have a high view of God and a low view of self you know, low view of ourself being that we are sinful and that our sins, even if it's something that we are like, oh, that's just minor. It's actually, it's like crimes against royalty is essentially what we're talking about. And so, and we, and we see that we're all sinful. We look at Romans 3, you know, Romans 3.10 and Romans 3.23. Uh, and so if we have a high view of God and a low view of self, then we, then that equates, you know, to a high view of what Christ did for us. And, and we are thankful for what he did and what we don't have to do and the fact he was crucified on that cross. I mean, and so, uh, you know, just understanding that even on our very best day, even when we're like, oh, that wasn't that big a deal, Isaiah 64, 6 says, we have all become like one who is unclean. So not like some or she did or he did. We have all become like one who is unclean and all of our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. And so to keep it, PG I'll just we'll we'll keep it with what the the Bible says there but if you do some research on what that means polluted garment it's really disgusting so so just when you start thinking about uh you know how how God is just and how we are not just and how we are sinful I think it's just really important so. it
0: it makes me think about the way kind of the the world is right now and how so many people are do what makes you happy and you yeah. know people talking about their own truth and And just those kinds of things, and it takes us farther away from, you know, where we are. Just how far away from God we are, because you know the world tells us that you know everybody's good and okay, and um, and we forget that we're really not without God.
1: And here in Jeremiah seventeen nine, it says, "The heart is more deceitful than all else, and is desperately sick." And then it says, "Who can understand it?" And I believe it's the ESV version. I'm getting ready to check a quick here, but I think it says uh, one of them is you know you can't even. Basically, I thought there was one version where it says not only who can understand it, but it was like you can't even trust it. Mm-hmm. Like you just you just can't because we're we're so sinful. And so you know just understanding that that God is just and and the thought of a <laughs> of of a, of a God that is not truly just, who's not a perfect holy uh, you know, God is actually terrifying because, I mean, you know, when you think about, I mean, how, how would you feel if you were, if, if you were, uh, uh, uh if you were sitting in a courtroom and you saw a murderer come in on trial and the, and the judge is like, uh, he's, we're just gonna throw the case out. You'd be like, you'd be terrified. I mean, like if they let someone go who had murdered 30, 40, 50, some kind of serial killer, you'd be like, what is, what kind of society are we living in? Right. But, you know, like, there's no justice, and so, but but God is just, and He is perfect, and and He does judge us on, on our you know on our simple behavior. But but praise God because of Christ and what He did, not because of what we do, we're seen as spotless. So, but it's also a good reminder when we think about the resurrection is the triumph over evil. You know, Jesus willingly went to the cross. I mean, He, uh, you know, uh, he, yes, He did. You know, he, he He prayed to the to the Father. When I was reading, prepping for this, was I was reminded that. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, as in Galatians. And so just understanding that, you know, he willfully went to the cross and he was crucified on our behalf. You know, that that, that that's what we deserve. Like, we we deserve the wages of our sin is death. So,
2: And I like that too, Tommy. And just thinking about um, while we were still sinners, he died for us. Yeah. Not because we were perfect. Yeah. But while we were still sinners. So yeah. we're all through him made worthy, like in his eyes were worthy yep. of what he did for us.
1: Yeah. I, I like that. And, you know, in, in Christ alone, it's just, uh, reread, you know, Ephesians two, eight through nine. I think I have it here on my notes, but, uh, you know, we are saved, uh, by grace through faith. It's a gift of God so that no one can boast. And it's just, it's very clear that that, that, that's how we're made, you know, spotless. It's not because of anything we do.
2: And but, I think it's hard to figure that out and wrap your mind around it. So I, I just go back to the um, phrase or saying like to say is, I know that I know, like I know yeah. that I know right. that yeah. he is that good and I believe his word and I receive his word and it set me free.
1: Yeah. Yep. And, you know, as we get to wrap up here, you know, just the the, the importance of, of, of this idea of of Christ uh, dying for us and, and Christ dying on our behalf and, and being a substitution for us uh, just a few things that uh, you know. We've already talked briefly about Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, but the, I, I really like Romans 8, 1 through 3, where it says, "There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. And so, and so that, that that that's why He was this. He 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 did what we couldn't do. We can't do for ourselves. And so, you know, one of the things that I remember uh, reading about. A few years ago, was uh, some theology uh, uh, books, and uh, one of the books talked about uh, one of these theories. And so it just says here, uh, God would not have gone so far as to put his personal son to death had it not been absolutely necessary. Humans are totally unable to meet their own need. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to say, uh, you know, God's nature is not one-sided, nor is there any tension between its uh, different aspects. He's not merely a righteous and demanding, nor merely loving and giving. He is righteous so much... That sacrifice for sin had to be provided. He's a loving and so much, he is loving so much that he provided that sacrifice himself. And then it goes on, you know, talked about how there's no no way except through Christ and by God's grace. But uh, you know, I, I really like, you know, as we get you know, tie this into care and why this is important, uh, it it talks here about, you know, that uh, there is no security for the believer in his or her relationship for God. For the the basis of the relationship christ's sacrificial death is complete and permanent although our feelings might change the ground of our relationship to god remains unshaken and so like in in care like there there's moments where you know life is just happening all around us maybe it's something that you know maybe it's some kind of a, a sinful behavior we fell into maybe it's life happening around us maybe it's something happened in our household and it's easy to be like well, what did i you know what am i doing here like like how did i get here i i I've done something wrong, and you know, and and, and many times, you know, there, there are there is uh, sinful behavior that leads to that. But to understand, just like what you said, Pam, is that in the muck and the mire, right where we are, in our mess, you know, in our sinfulness, God's like, I'm right here. Mm-hmm. You follow me. Come to me. I, I want to give you rest. I want to give you rest for your souls. And so, and and Jesus, when he when he died on that cross, there was. There is no one he did not die for. Mm-hmm. Everyone's sin in the entire earth, everyone, not a single person, everyone, he died for your sin. So it's mm-hmm. he came for you and, and you know we can definitely talk about you know the, the shepherd and the hundred sheep and how he went for the one. but if you're listening to this and, and you don't have a relationship with Christ, please understand that he died on that Christ. He was crucified for your mm-hmm. sins. Uh, and so he's coming for you. And it was a very heavy price.
0: I, I thought when, when Callie was talking earlier, sh- talking about Christ being on the cross, and mm-hmm. she mentioned the weight of the world being on his shoulders. It's like it, like you said just now, Tommy. Literally, we, when you're going through something hard in life, and you, you're weighed down by sin or you're weighed down by hard things, and it's just heavy. And thinking about every sin committed by every person ever, you know, that he, that are on top of him. It's, just, it's overwhelming.
1: You know, it's, it's so important to get that right. Like I remember um, uh, Nate was talking about a few weeks ago about even if we're off by one degree and, and the further we go along on our walk, if we're off by just one degree, we start getting so far away from God and we don't need to understand it. We just need to believe it. Like, and, and, because there is going to be a day where, you know, we're to some people and, and I, I don't wish this on a single person, but it's just you know when we think about you know there will be one day where uh jesus says matthew uh matthew he says not everyone says to me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven on that day many will say to me lord lord did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name and then i will declare to them i never knew you depart from me you workers of lawlessness that's terrifying. I mean, so like, you know, it's just important to to make sure that our, our theology is straight on this, and understand that that there is uh, that there is nothing that God can't control. There is nothing that God. The name of Jesus is above every other name. He's above uh, grief. He's above single and parenting. He's above divorce. He's above finances. He's above purity. He's above. He's above LGBTQ plus. He's above uh, addiction. He's above uh, pain. He's he's above. Uh, marriage troubles like the name of jesus is above all names and so it's so important to get that and to understand that when we're thinking about care and how this relies how this relates to care is that that god overcame death god's you know like when we think about he created the heaven and the earth you know like in genesis uh uh, one it starts talking about how god created the heaven and the earth and the earth was void and without form and then just by speaking light was created you know I mean? Like, this is who we're talking about. This is who we're praying to. This is when you come to care night, when you're coming to a support group, this is your God. This, this is, this is the God, the way, the truth, the life. Mm-hmm. It's not a way. Uh, it's very scandalous, very exclusive. And you start thinking about, I'm not, I'm not good at grammar, but like those articles are very, it's, it's not a way, a mm-hmm. truth. A, it's, it's mm-hmm. the, and so that, that is the God we're praying to. Um, you know, and then just to kind of you know wrap it up on on a light note. I was when I was prepping for this, I was thinking about um, uh, a, a joke that George told a long time ago, and uh, I don't know if George made this up or if he found it somewhere else, but it was just funny. It just talks about these scientists who came together, and they're like, they went up to God and they said, "God, we figured out how to do all your tricks, and we figured out how to how to do your number one trick, and that is create man." And God's like, oh, "Okay, show me what you got." And so scientists are like, "We're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this," and we need a handful of dirt, and God's like. Wait, wait, wait! That dirt is mine, and so just understand that, like, get your own dirt. Yeah, get your yeah, get your own, yeah, yeah, get your own dirt. But it's just to understand that God created everything. Like He mm-hmm. created our DNA. He He knows us better than we know ourselves. And so if you know if you're if you're struggling right now with with one of the care topics we talked about or something that we haven't talked about that we need to you know look at making another class for, uh, just understand that that yes, uh, you are you might be in a tough spot. Yes, you might be in a dark place. But there is nothing that with Christ that you can't get through because he, God created everything and God create, God can redeem and restore and reconcile anything. So and there uh, is
2: no heavy that he can't mm-hmm. carry. Yes. For you. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, um, as we get to wrap up, uh, Callie's going to gonna pray us out. And uh, we just want to remember that prayer is primary. That That's the primary way we care for people. And uh, so, yeah, let's uh, let's pray.
3: Dear God, thank you so much just for the opportunity, um, to just talk about this, to share this with others, um, that the resurrection isn't just an event that happened, but God, that it affects us today. It affects us every day. It affects everyone. And I'm just so thankful that we get the opportunity to talk about this, that even though we can't fully wrap our minds around it, God, that that doesn't change its truth, um, Thank you for being so gracious and good to us and showing us so much mercy, God. And the only requirement you have of us is that we just believe and trust in you and you make it so easy for us and we're just so thankful. Um, Thank you for all that you do for us even when we don't recognize it. All the things that we take for granted, God, the ways that you're working that we don't even recognize. Just thank you so much for that. Um, Thank you for being so loving and so generous and so patient with us as we're navigating our hardships um, and our tough times and just give us the, give us your strength so we can surrender that to you, God, because when we surrender to you, then you can control it. And we're just so thankful that you don't ask us to do things on our own. Um, Thank you for today. Thank you for everyone listening to this podcast and just stir in our hearts, the things that you want us to give to you, God, the things that you want us to leave with you and in your hands, um, the freedom that we can feel when we, when we give control to you, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen.
1: Well, thank you for joining us today. And again, thank you, Pam, for coming on. We've had a blast hanging out Thanks, with you. Pam. Yeah, uh, Hopefully thank we'll have Pam on you know, sometime again in the, in the future. So uh, hopefully she'll want to come back. So, <laughs> Well, thank you for but, having me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been a blast. Uh, but, yeah, you can join us every Thursday morning uh, at 7 a.m. to catch this episode or others, either on Amazon Music, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And as always, don't forget to check out mynorset.com care for additional resources. We love you guys, and we'll catch you next week.